Potential to 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 keep LeBron in Cleveland. I mean, LeBron in Cleveland. We know the relationship between his hometown and the NBA team, and how he's been drafted there, and the hero who left and then came back and delivered a championship ring. So there's no more that he really owes to Cleveland. But drafting Colin Sexton definitely makes a destination Cleveland as a destination more enticing. Um, makes it more interesting because um, I actually got the opportunity to watch some highlights of context in the day when he was playing uh, Oklahoma State, which is Trey Young. Um, and he's an explosive guard. He's an explosive guard that, that you only get once in a draft or once in a generation. He's really a rare type of player. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, LeBron considered staying in Cleveland a little bit longer um, because of the young rookie. Um, they call him the young bull for a reason. You know, he goes to the rim. Um, he finishes around the rim. He's really aggressive on defense. And he plays with a chip on his shoulder like he got from the two. And I mm-hmm. think uh, for anyone who's hungry for a ring, um, they want to see that type of energy out of any player. But uh, as far as, like, you know, keeping him in Cleveland, it, as, as enticing as it may be, it's just not the, the ultimate move to keep him there. You know, it was a great draft pick. Um, I think they're looking toward the future uh, with the champ Ricky. But, I mean, I think LeBron isn't looking toward the future. LeBron is looking toward the right now. He's looking for where he can get his ring right now, where he can really not solidify his legacy, but take it to another level. Um, we've never seen a player like him, so for him to go on and get another ring, wherever it could be, it would just, it would just elevate his status even more so. Um, and if the Ricky could deliver that, if the Ricky could be, it could be the compliment to LeBron and, to, and help him deliver that ring um, in Cleveland, that'd be amazing. But I think it's highly unlikely at this point. Uh, he hasn't played a game in the NBA, so he still has a lot to prove. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see where LeBron goes because there's a lot of talk of, there's, there's always talk, but there's even more talk of him staying in Cleveland now because there hasn't been an official move in the offseason. So we'll see. But I don't think by any means this is the peace that LeBron was looking for in order to uh, stay and see yeah. I feel, I still think he's going to move out west pretty soon. But what do you think? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Um, just to pick back up face of what you said. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't think this move is going to definitely keep him in Cleveland. I think the only thing that can keep him in Cleveland is probably his family, friends, people who are uh, there in Ohio. And, um, you know, I think right now, like you said, LeBron is mostly looking, you know, for to trying to win something now, not necessarily trying to build with the team. He's kind of in his late ages and, um, you know, his late stages of, of playing basketball. 
probably won't be coming back for much more longer. Um, so I would think he probably has like three more, three, four years, good years left, and I think he's definitely trying to win him another championship. But um, with Collins, definitely, he, you know, he was the SEC freshman of the uh, yeah, he was the SEC freshman of the year, played for Alabama. Um, pretty short guard. He's a mouthy guard. Uh, something I like about him he reminds me a lot about uh, a lot of Gary Payton, um, just by his mentality. And you could probably tell he probably played a lot of street ball coming up because he just has that street ball mentality when he's playing on the court, which is a really good thing to have. I think him going to Cleveland is is, um, is good. And he also, um, by him also just, um, you know, getting drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers, he, he took the number two jersey, which a lot of people kind of was like, wow. I mean, um, Kyrie Irving, if you don't recall, had number two as his jersey um, number when he was in Cleveland. So he decided to, you know, take that number. Take somebody asked him, are you trying to fill the shoes of Kyrie Irving? And he said, I don't have to fill the shoes of anybody. So, like, yeah, you pretty much know the kind of player that you're dealing with. He, he has a mouth on him, and that's a good thing, especially for that cast team. They need somebody that can come in there and uh, kind of, you know, be the big dog, I'm guessing. And he's a point guard. So, hey, maybe he'll take that role if LeBron is not there. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, but I mean, he's definitely right. He's not trying to fill the shoes with anybody. You know what I mean? It's, the point guard spot in Cleveland is very much vacant. You know, I mean, the starting guard kind of switch between J.R. Smith, Kyle Silver, and uh, uh, George uh, George Hill. So, and they weren't putting up much production in the postseason. Hence, them getting swept in the finals. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not trying to fill the shoes with anybody. As far as number two, I mean, number two is a very popular number. I mean, I know Kyrie switched up when he went to Boston, but uh, I think he's trying to come into Cleveland and be Colin Sex. I think he's trying to develop a whole name for himself. And 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 despite who he plays with, whether it be with or without LeBron, I think he's trying to establish himself as a, a force to be reckoned with, especially in a in a league that's so highly saturated without the guard. Um, and he's trying to be one of them, if not the best of them. So I think uh, you're right about that mouthpiece. I think he does play with a lot of Gary Payton swagger. Um, Gary Payton's from Seattle. The same, not from Seattle, but he plays he played with Seattle, uh, same city I'm from. So I, I grew up watching a lot of Gary Payton with my grandma, and, and she was a big Gary Payton fan. And he was the only defensive player of the year found uh, by being a point guard. You know, I think that's ever yeah. Earned that honor, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. So that's some that's some big shoes to fill. You know they're always making point guard comparisons between rookies and legends, but he has to go in and he has to put in the work and he has to put it on the court with the yeah. LeBron. Yeah, I mean he's definitely um, he's definitely a, a a good guard to watch, and I definitely feel like he's going to do some um, big things um, in Cleveland, Not, especially like you said, like the point guard position has been very underwhelming since Kyrie left um, Cleveland. Um, they probably, they've really been trying to find somebody that can uh, find a guard that can kind of fill the shoes of Kyrie, which probably won't find anybody in the league um, like that because Kyrie comes with his own kind of game. But, uh, you know, George Hill and Jordan Clarkson definitely going to do it. So, yeah, it's good to see him. Uh, it's good to see him get drafted by them. So um, the second topic I want to touch on is Dane Dash saying that triple extension is – is that his name? Is that how you say it? I think it was, I think I've heard different I've heard different variations of it. I want to put respect on his name, God bless the dead. I think it's uh X X X 
Tentacion, but I could be wrong. Tentacion, gotcha. Gotcha. I've heard yeah. that too. All right, so um, Dame Dash came out and said that he's the biggie or the two pops of his generation. Do you agree with that? Uh, not necessarily, personally, just because, um, well, first of all, you know, I grew up with Tupac. My brother put me on at an early age. Um, he put, and Tupac then introduced me to the whole West Coast flavor. Um, that really gave me an introduction into hip hop. And so his influence on my life has been tremendous. Um, and it, it's, it's totally transcended music and has lived right into culture and into my lifestyle. So with that being said, I hold Tupac IC and I don't liken many people to him. Um, mm-hmm. and so respectfully, guys, what's dead, I don't, I don't compare, um, XXX Tentacion to Tupac because of the magnitude that Tupac meant to me. Now, um, I understand, but, you know, like I said, people like to make comparisons all the time. And I think, uh, being that type of comparison, um, because of the style of hip hop that this generation has grown accustomed to, um, mm-hmm. which is a direct reflection of Tentacion and his, his flavor and his, energy that he brought on the record on the mic every time he stepped through it. And it's really resonated with this generation of millennials. Um, now, I'm the oldest generation of millennials. I was born in 95. I was right on the cut. So I got to see a lot of the change in hip-hop from mid-90s to modern day. And, you know, with all, you know, with all due respect, I just don't think just because he passed on um, that it makes him uh, in, in greater of a rapper than he was when he was living. You know, I know a lot of people, more, they bump his stuff more because, you know, they say a lot of people, more, they get more love when they're dead than they're alive. And, you know, I've lost some homies in the hood, and it seems to be true. Like, if people pass on, people just seem to get more attention. But I don't think that at all elevates his status as an MC um, or his influence on my life personally. Now, I know some of my listeners to this may strongly disagree with me because of the impact they've had on their life, but I would by no means compare him to Tupac um, because of the magnitude of what Tupac is meant to You know, son of a black panther. Um, you know, he, he was shot numerous times. He, he was known to prophesy so many, and, and a lot of prophecies come true. He was known to expose the faith. Like, Tupac really, you know, he was that for me. Um, he was the truth for me. Um, mm-hmm. and I've never seen that in another artist. Um, because I've seen that in the next artist as far as this generation has been J. Cole and Kendrick, you know, as far as the truth that they speak. Um, um but I'm not a big, I, I, I haven't, I haven't heard a lot of SX talking and I haven't bumped his stuff, um, when he was alive or, or a lot of you, now that he's passed you, I heard a few songs, so I don't think I'm the best person to judge this, but nonetheless, I wouldn't compare him to talk. Um, but maybe Dave Dash knows something I don't. But I'd love to get your thoughts on Skitty. Um, I mean, this is all saying what I, what I feel like with him saying this. This is the thing. I, I hate one. You know, like I said, God bless the boy. I feel like every single one of those rappers are no longer here. So I feel like there should be no comparison going on with none of them. I think each and every one of them gave something to the culture that we, um, you know, that was that we didn't, you know, didn't have before before they, you know, were introduced to everyone. I feel like Tupac and Biggie are just on another level when it comes down to that. Like you cannot duplicate what they've done for hip hop and rap. And I feel like that that go, that just goes for any any rapper. Period. 
I don't think there's no rapper, just like you said, that has really made the impact that Biggie or Pop has made. And I feel like it's wrong to compare them and continue to keep bringing up their name. And it's kind of like right now, it's like all the young rappers have this obsession with Pop. It's like one minute you got O3, um, his name is O3 Frito. I don't even know his name. You have him coming at Pop. Then you have the little, uh, what is it, Lil Zane. Uh, the spell like an S-A-N or whatever, little S-A-N or whatever. I don't even know his name. You had him saying stuff about Pac and how Pac was, you know, not, was a born rapper and what all, you know, whatever, whatever. Then you had the guy, um, Triple X, uh, I don't even, I can't even pronounce his name. You had him, when he was, when he was actually, um, when he was here, he would always, um, talk about Pac. He would always say how he was, the Tupac generation and how he was better than Pop and all this stuff. He really said the thing that is not when he was alive. So I feel like why would you why would you even add that in the mix just because he's you know, he, he passed away. He passed away. Let's just say thank you for the contributions that you've given to the pop while you were here and move on because I feel like comparing him to people like Pop who pretty much seen that in his legacy and everyone and that, you know, Pop just wasn't a hip hop um, he just wasn't for hip-hop. He was for everybody. Like, he's one of the biggest names in music. You can go to a country artist right now asking who Tupac is, name and tell you, oh, I know who that is. That's the rapper who, uh, you know, who wore all those little bandanas on his head and stuff. Well, that's exactly. The rapper who just is. So that's the rapper who did that. Or you can ask, hey, who's Biggie? Um, you know, the guy who rapped, or oh, it was all a dream. You know, those, you can't really necessarily compare what this guy uh, did to those rappers who really, really seem in their, their, their spot in the history of music altogether. So I feel like he's bad. Um, it's definitely not. He def- I don't know if Dang Dash, I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know if he was close to him, and that's why he said it. I don't necessarily know, but all I know is that it was a very bad comparison, and he's getting a lot of flack. Um, he's getting a lot of flack on BCG Mag. As I, po- I posted it, and a lot of people were just like, what? What in the world? Like, come on now. That's just a bad comparison. But like I said, they're all no longer here, so I feel like we just have to show that respect. Like, I'm not going to bullshit none of them as, you know, as artists. I just definitely feel like it was not the best comparison. And that's the thing about, like, the music. Everybody is free to compare who they want to compare. But at the end of the day, a wrong comparison is just a wrong comparison. And that that whole comparison, was, that is not, that's not even a clear correct um, in no kind of way. I think, like you said, Jay Cole and Kendrick are probably the closest to come to those two. Um, now, as far as Biggie, uh, I don't even think there's a rapper right now that really showcases, like, Biggie, Biggie talent, really. Um, maybe Jay-Z. I think Jay-Z, Jay-Z has that Biggie flag there, probably because they're both from Brooklyn. Um, but even Jay-Z is still a legend in his own right, so it's kind of like, you know, and then you have J. Cole and the Kendrick. And J. Cole to me is more like Nas. You know, I say Kendrick is a, you know, he's a little, he does, he does a, some, some things like pop as well, but still, that's still never going to be enough to pop. And I don't think anybody will ever, you know, ever like try to, you know, argue that. So, um, yeah, I just didn't, mean, when I heard, when I heard this said that I just was like, well, I really got to post something about this because what, what, is, what is he thinking? The only thing I said when you know, and I was there. Yeah. And the fact that, and the fact that he measures pop samples, let's know how significant he was to the culture in the show. Like, 
people have mentioned, you know, the magazine that we had on our lives, um, the importance we had uh, closer. And on top of that, you know, um, the fact that he wasn't just a driver, but a revolutionary, you know what I'm saying? He was all about, he's all about all power to all people. And I think um, that really scared a lot of that didn't get a lot of people in the suburbs, you know, that the fact that this regime in the West Coast, that's a bad life. Uh, he was beating the young kids in the suburbs, the white kids in the suburbs, and they were taking his music as much as the kids in the And so, yeah. I mean, and, and, and Tupac made that cool. Tupac really started that. Tupac carried that around the world. And um, mm-hmm. and he showed us the versatility of what it meant to be a black attorney, not only with the rapper, not only with the revolutionary, but we put out a thousand So, I mean, he really done a lot to the show. He inspired a lot of people to do different things with white folks. He, he actually, these artists, I'm sure he inspired us because not know, you know, so that was what I was saying. But a uh, Tupac is a generation, I, I can't. Absolutely. All right, um, Joy, so we're going um, to get back together and 
you know, talk some more stuff for the BCG podcast episode 14. And so now, um, we're signing out. All right, so. Thank you.